0: From Grain to Glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound.
1: I'm Casey. Hey, what's up? It's Brian. Catchy, uh,
0: catchphrase. <laughs> catchphrase here. Please insert. Uh, and this is the best beer show on the internet. Indeed. Because it is. Uh, All right so uh yeah man brian it has been well i guess for the listeners there's been no time skip at all so (laughs) we'll just uh (laughs) is this gonna be there's it's gonna be a week uh this one comes out in from the time we recorded yeah three weeks okay so we're like we had we had this nice like 12 week window and it has slowly shrunk. Oh, it's just <laughs> summer, man. It's no, I I completely under. I, there, I wasn't blaming you. I'm just as much to blame. Yeah. It's so. tough. Yeah,
1: we had the uh, we had a, we had the, the great uh, <laughs> backyard redneck homebrew party of
0: a- Auntie 18. <laughs> that was a really good time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, we haven't. I suppose we haven't talked about Drain the keg.
1: Oh man, yeah. Uh, all I know is that we rolled in and drank like a here the studio there is an ample backyard and it you know i don't i don't know how, how far the reach of this goes but we're in like a pretty rural part of wisconsin yep and uh yeah the cops
0: definitely came two times <laughs> twice the first time was before 10 p.m <laughs> and we weren't doing anything wrong was the best part is like the cop showed up and was like am i in the right spot for god's sake and i mean you can see us on camera
1: like you know hey like we're we're quietly playing nerd games in the backyard <laughs> and we're accused of uh, drinking like uh, rednecks yeah which i'm pleased by
0: yeah so. i well and i want to know i mean i, I guess we kind of had a janky setup we had what four kegs going and bottles and yeah it's true but I don't I mean, what were they doing sitting there with binoculars, like looking at, looking like, at oh, a redneck
1: setup in the back of steel you know? and they had crockpots full of food. <laughs> <laughs> so weird.
0: It smelled like tacos. Yeah. And it was it was it was a weekend on a that Saturday a tipping point. <laughs> well, the worst part is, is uh, the rodeo was like two weeks later and sitting in the backyard, I could hear it clear as day. Just all the noise, and then a week after that, they had a massive uh, concert uh, up at Hoffman Park, and I could hear the lyrics clearly from <laughs> from my backyard. Well, I'm so, sure there was some twanging going on. <laughs> i like, I feel like th- we were we were much quieter than this, uh, and there wasn't as much twanging as there say. was not. Yes, Ugh. oh, it was a good time though. We uh, we drank some beer, we killed two kegs, I think, and. I don't even I remember
1: what I was drinking the whole time because I I was switching it up a bunch. Yeah,
0: I was drinking a lot of golden ale, a lot of California common. Um, I think that's what I, I think yeah, I was after some milk stout too. Yeah, it was yeah the cow common was 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 a hit. I think I don't have much left. Well, I mean it's been well, I guess it's been a pretty hot
1: summer i mean it's really yeah fucking hot today
0: it is what happened what ha- we had this really know. nice like Let's... fall was here and then no it's no
1: it's the 80 degrees m- this minnesota wisconsin weather where sometimes it'll be 50 degrees and the next day it's like 85 and so humid that you know
0: yep you yeah. can't even move <laughs> i was this close to taking my uh my ac out last week my window unit and i'm so glad i didn't you know i did in my living room but i'm not in there as much anyway yeah. so no, I, I needed it to sleep to just because it was so I, hot it and humid to be yeah. on when
1: I'm. Mis- I can't even. <laughs> just no, no, thanks. It's got to be like a fucking meat locker. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh yeah. It's. I'll wake
1: up sometimes and be like, oh god, oh god. And you know, like, like I've like,
0: gone under like the comforter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh man.
1: It's good. Uh, good light beer drinking weather, but yeah. we're getting to. So what
0: the- have you been up to, beer wise? Talking about beer. Any Man. new things going on at the brewery? Or? God, yeah. So we uh, we
1: expanded distribution to Madison. So if that uh, it, it'll it'll make more sense if I just simply say we our distribution goes to about three and a half hours, almost. Uh, yeah, probably closer to three and a half hours away from our central location now in in uh, Hudson. Yeah, so me. you're Hugs halfway in Wisconsin. through Wisconsin, Wisconsin now. Uh, correct, yeah. So we're just pushing along, selling in, into a lot of liquor stores and bars along the way and the Dells and Baraboo and all that. So um, as far as new stuff goes, um, excuse me, I th- I can't remember. I, I think it, geez, excuse me, I'm already burping up this uh, staghorn. Um, I I don't remember if I mentioned this story on, the homebrew podcast but i'm pretty sure i did on DOO. but we had a new brewer he's new ish uh he's you know three four months uh ethan he came to us from uh swinging bridge in river falls here by way of a brewery in uh costa rica there you go thank you uh and he came back and immediately when i heard he was back in town i uh i like my people <laughs> sounds so dumb. My people got a hold of his. I people. Had, uh, my people get in touch uh, with his people. Yeah, cause, no, because uh, I didn't know how to both get important a,
0: enough for people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to get a hold of him, so I had someone. I had a friend of a friend got a hold of him and was like, "Tell him where we we want to you know hire him." And basically, that's pretty much what happened. But that said, um, his first batch. Now, when we in a professional brewery, we have like uh, temperature control within a, a half a degree or less. So with your, uh, you know, I suppose eventually we'll talk more about yeast here. We'll focus on it more. But when you uh, are fermenting, obviously, from what reading you you folks have probably done, you want to keep it a pretty tight temperature control. Uh, so we have what's called a glycol system. And so all of the vessels are jacketed with this coolant. And so I can keep my tanks, it doesn't matter how big they are, I can keep them it within a half a degree of temp. So I had a, <clears throat> another one of my employees Sort of sent me a text and said, oh, man, what? um, It really just reeks like banana in the back of the brewery. Like what? What uh, for when you're making beer? Like, what is that uh, smell? Like, where does that come from? You know, and I said, like a really high temperature Belgian yeast fermentation. You'd get a lot of banana if you just kind of let it free rise uh, with this specific POF plus Belgian strain. Be256 dry. I believe um, if you're savvy and uh, I sor- sort of started thinking about it and I was like, wait a minute, it shouldn't be exhibiting that much banana because we <laughs> kept it pretty low <laughs> and it turns out that Ethan new brewer made his first major oops uh, in the brewery, which is probably good to get it over with and also good to get it over with, with uh, that particular type of strain. So, um, f- we let that one sit, but had just sort of released it r- relatively recently. And it ended up being a really nice, uh, Belgian golden strong does have that stretched body quality. So a little bit of like cider, a whole bunch of banana and very strong, but the, uh, there's, it's not, it's not overly hot or boozy. Uh, so it did condition a little bit. So there's something to be said about. just that
0: one that you guys released as uh, episode?
1: Yeah, that would be the episode three beer. Yep. So like we kind of Star Wars nerds, and so that's.
0: Hey, you know that makes sense though. I feel like Rich uh, *Bender* the Sith might have been a fuck up too. So <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> something to be said about that
1: too. Uh, it's all so debatable, but yeah, these uh, these episode beers we do uh, we don't do smash beers necessarily.
0: I mean, we don't. Purposely. Did you uh, did you call it? No! no! <laughs> <laughs> what happened to my appendages?
1: Yeah, um, yeah it was uh, two malt, two hop, two sugar. So usually it's a two malt, two hop beer. Um, but this one, you know, it was like, I want to add sugar, but we got to go with the theme. So let's add two types of sugar. So there was honey and table sugar. Oh, OK. Which, I mean, you can use candy sugar, but I don't feel like clear Belgian candy sugar lends anything that table sugar doesn't
0: so we had a uh, we had a beekeeper on the show last week and then he's uh he was here for a rules of the arena interview and he mm-hmm. hung out on the uh on doo last week and, and it was a fun episode but yeah. uh he had some really interesting things to say like there's there's apparently this type of honey that uh has like bee bits and stuff in it but it's still good honey, like if you would if you would be able to strain that out, it's just like darker and it's not the right color. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that would work for brewing, and that's kind of what we were talking about. Yeah, I
1: think it would work great. Because? Uh, you'd get a lot of residual flavor and, yeah. and complexity and weirdness.
0: And he was saying it's super cheap, which yeah. is even better for brewing. Even better, because
1: honey is so stupidly expensive. It's ridiculously expensive. I mean, and then, you know, with mead, I mean, it, it sits and it needs to clarify it and sit and... Get nutrients and have this schedule for so long that it might even, you know, be worth your while. Yeah.
0: So Yep.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Right. Uh me beer wise. Yeah, what's up? what
0: what have I been I I don't know, man. I've just been kind of doing a lot of little drinking of beer. I my uh my brewing schedule, I like I'm at the end of this every style challenge. Yeah, where are you at? And like I keep losing steam and like <laughs> yesterday I can't imagine why. But yesterday yesterday I, I was supposed to brew two beers yesterday, two beers today. I didn't brew it all yesterday because I kicked my ass uh, working out on Friday and I woke up and just couldn't move. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm fucking brewing today. So I left a bunch of heavy shit. (laughs) Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, So, no, I I have one weekend left. I'm taking the two brews I was supposed to do and moving it to that weekend. We're going to do one like super weekend. Just finish it up. uh, So I'm done by October. Get it the hell done. Yep. Just be done. Uh, We're going to bottle a bunch of shit and just be done. I'm so excited for that day. Ooh, here's a, you know what?
1: Here's the thing I forgot about. So there's this, this local new local burger company and they had this idea to, uh, like on our packaging day at the brewery to take the beer and within a half an hour after it's kegged, bring it up to the. Uh, the burger place, the restaurant—is
0: that the new Milwaukee yeah, burger, Milwaukee company? burger okay. company?
1: And they—that's uh, a s- s- Jordan gets super good idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great idea. That's like buy a into new that. like, or that's like a small chain, right? Small Wisconsin mm, chain, or is it?
1: Yeah, I think it's. I'm assuming it's
0: Wisconsin only. I I don't know. There's
1: five in the Milwaukee area. There's a bunch in Madison. There's one in Hudson. And
0: it just kind of like popped up like in Hudson one day. I was driving past. I'm like, what the fuck is that?
1: (laughs) It was quick. They had, you know, an existing building. They're where the Shanghai Bistro was, right? Yeah. Well, the reason why it popped up so quick is because they, there are a limited amount of liquor licenses in town and the liquor licenses are population based and similarly they are tied to
0: like the building aren't the liquor licenses arbitrary and set by the city council uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) depends on some i don't
1: i don't want to talk out of turn but i think sometimes it depends on who is getting said liquor license that yeah it matters some and you know why would you'd, you'd always go for like the stimulation of the local economy rather than Mm-hmm. pulling it to a chain or uh,
0: yeah pull it from applebee's nobody goes there anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it's like the the local um more like family fresh or whatever they're like <clears throat> trying to get one and then there's a uh, you know the, the movie theater locally as well but i don't yep. i don't think that they're owned um
0: no lo- they're, locally, they're they're, they're so a big chain i think they're yeah owned by like some central managing company and yeah
1: so i think you know the city council as it is their duty to issue said liquor licenses i think they um do what they need to do to try to keep it local, uh, yep. from what I can tell. But if uh, someone else has a different opinion, that's I'm, I'm willing to listen to it. So, All right.
0: Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, what, what, why don't we talk about uh, a homebrew that I made. Lovely. Uh, so this is my ES, era, the Every Style Challenge, Scottish Heavy, which, uh, very misleading, Nomer. Crap, what is the
1: 2015 BJCP style number? And
0: like uh, It is 14B. Got it. Fourteen uh, B. yeah, a little bit of a misnomer because it's three and a half percent. Yeah. As the heavy, which alright, I'm okay with that. But if you go to the wee heavy, which sounds like it would be smaller, that is twelve percent. So Right. <clears> then <throat> historically these beers are are lighter and yeah.
1: a lot of times don't like for, as far I mean, we're we're gonna talk about hops big time in a little bit here, but these types of beers are that's the <laughs> Oh, there's a hops
0: shortage. Well, shit, let's just brew. Yeah, let's brew a bunch of English styles. English styles. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm okay with that because English styles are fucking great. Well, then you can drink a shitload of them. Yeah, so they're they're a big moneymaker and they cost less to make depending on if you're sourcing local ingredients or not. Right. Um, But yeah, so uh, recipe on this one, uh, four pounds of Golden Promise, two pounds of uh, Simpsons Medium, uh, one pound of UK Amber Malt. And uh, half a pound of German wheat malt. Interesting. Okay. Yep. A little bit of wheat. Yep. Uh, and then half a pound of uh, North Down. Or half a pound, half an ounce of North Down. Sorry. I was all in pounds. <laughs> I was and ready to just jump
1: just, uh, all over your
0: ass. <laughs> you're like, half a pound? That's way too much. You put eight ounces. Of- <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> all right. Uh, then we fermented with Y uh, yeast. Uh, 1728 Scottish ale yeast. I, I have worked with that
1: one on a commercial level.
0: You have? Yes. Does a it, how long does it, time ago. How does it do on a commercial level?
1: tastes awesome. It tastes like it It, it gives it a good, real, that, that unique uh, Scottish character, quality Scottish, Scottish yeah. character. So,
0: yeah. All right. Uh, so overall impression, we're looking for this beer is a malt-focused, generally caramely beer with perhaps a few esters and occasionally a butterscotch aftertaste. Hops only to balance and support the malt. The malt character can range from dry and grainy to rich, toasty, and caramely. Or caramelly, uh, but is never roasty, and especially never has a peat smoke character. They, I love how they like keep emphasizing that because fucking homebrewers being like, it's Scotch, so we should make it smoky like Scotch. Well, I, I think
1: I had mentioned it before, but I, I know one of the gentlemen that wrote the these style guidelines, and I know him pretty well, and I. I'm, I'm sure he's the one that was like, we need to put this in here. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> we always blame the mysterious Gary. <laughs> Gary? It's, his name's Chris in England. And L- yeah, look no, him up. <laughs> I, well, yeah, but uh, Gary, Gary, is, yeah, Gary right. is the fucking character in the show. God damn it, that, Gary. <laughs> and then we get a blame and applaud. He's here. He's just off camera. <laughs> Alright, uh, so Aroma, we're looking for low to medium maltiness, often with flavors of toasted breadcrumbs, ladyfingers, and English biscuits. Uh, your beer is on the beer camp. by the yeah, way. Yeah, sorry. I'm just, not, I'm, just so you
1: know. I'm, yeah. <laughs> can i touch it yet yeah no yeah go ahead Who are you saying that I, I always i absentmindedly always move the coaster yeah
0: yeah so i put a little mark so we can put the coaster back without oh, a problem i
1: probably gotta fidget with everything i probably moved this or that
0: no it's fine <laughs> no I, I found a way to solve the problem yeah, while well, i'm drinking this shit <laughs> all right yeah so aroma uh toasted breadcrumbs ladyfingers and english biscuits low to medium caramel and low butterscotch is allowable light palm fruitiness in best examples may have low traditional english hop aroma uh peat smoke is inappropriate <laughs> inappropriate yeah, uh man I get like that english uh like toffee, yep, absolutely a little toasted yep. breadcrumb, but I don't know not not a whole lot of toast i think the uh the
1: the caramel for me is like an um this is like your biscuit toasted the caramel's dry so a little bit. More of that, like I, I think it, like your crystal malt, mm-hmm. you know, and caramel malt. We can talk about differences in those as well. Are pretty staggering if you, if you really dig it. really them. dig into it, or if you're really trying to make something canary and pick it out. But
0: the aroma, uh
1: to me, is more that crystal.
0: Like I really like the aroma. It's nice, sweet, but mm-hmm. not overly sweet. Yep. There's a little. It. It. I. So, sometimes I want to be like. Roast,
1: but not roast, because it's more—it's more toast. But yeah, like yeah. It's, 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 but it's real close, it's right so on that, close. right on that edge. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm getting. And then you always sort of have almost a, almost a mineral quality to your water, mm-hmm. which I mean, with this beer where it's like a little bit lower gravity, I think I'm for, you're gonna
0: pick up more on that. Yeah, and we'll talk about it more when we get into flavor, but. All right. Uh, appearance, pale copper to very dark brown. Mm-hmm. Clear to low, moderate, creamy, off-white head. Ours has been sitting around. Head has disappeared. Yeah, it's gone. Sorry, people. But when it um, was
1: there, I would say it was off, off-white. Yep.
0: Yeah. Oh, patented beer light. Uh, I mean, pull <laughs> that up. You get a nice little, uh, a nice, like, ruby highlight almost through it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, man. I'd say this is, like, riding that line between, like, copper and brown.
1: Yeah, I, I like where you said ruby. And then, I, if you, what I kind of like to look at is like the the absolute sides. I'll try to point at the camera here, but like kind of.
0: Yeah, that where it gets the, dark on the side. Yeah,
1: like sometimes there's like different things happening on the side, or like maybe sort of in the middle. In the middle. But yeah, I like it nice and like ruby.
0: All right. Uh, flavor entirely malt focused with flavors mm-hmm. ranging from pale. And bready malt uh, with caramel overtones to rich, toasty malt with roasted accents, but never roasty, or a combination thereof. Fruity esters are not required, but add depth, yet are never high. Hot bitterness to balance the malt. No to low hop flavor is also allowed and should uh, be of—Gary, you missed a word (laughs) there—should be of uh, traditional English character. Finish ranges from rich and malty to dry and grainy. A subtle butterscotch character is acceptable, however, burnt sugars are not—
1: not getting any burnt sugars. Um, definitely malt focused. Uh a little light. minerally. Yep. Mineral quality for sure. Just that's your that's your Best water. My water yep. If you aren't fucking with the water and you're just brewing like a normal regular ass home brewer, it's, Yep. you're gonna have little little things like that here and there. Um, but as far as the bitterness goes, I don't I don't find it to fold over the back of my tongue into bitterness necessarily. And actually some of that is um, uh, flavor balance of the sweetness with this beer in particular. And this t- style, I think has a little bit to do with like that roast character
0: or toast from the malt mm-hmm. is going to give it a balance. balance some as well. of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I get, uh, man, it's like a lot of caramel up front and then like, just like really, really dry toast. Yeah. Like maybe that, like saw the caramel and was like, I could try to be a little sweet but I'm not going to try that hard. And like just on the back end and it finishes pretty dry. Is this supposed to, let's
1: see, where does it say? Dry
0: and grainy. Yeah. I'd, I'd say it.
1: I'd, I wouldn't say it, it's as dry as it is grainy, which it is. Yeah.
0: Grainy to me. So. Okay. No, it it finishes in such a way where my mouth is dry enough where I'm like, I should immediately drink more. (laughs) No peat smoke. No peat smoke. (laughs) None. Zero. Zip. Nada. But yeah, no, no, definitely characteristically dry. Yep. Uh, Mouthfeel medium low to medium body. Uh, Low to moderate carbonation. Can be relatively rich and creamy to dry and grainy. This is dry and grainy. Uh, I'd say medium low on the body. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, low carbonation, which I mean the only the only way I would like this better is if it was on a cask, and yeah. we were running it through like a sparkler to really bring out that like nice big creamy head and mm-hmm. yeah I don't is, know. this
1: is one one of the better ones though honestly
0: yeah <laughs> yeah that that I've brewed or yeah. <laughs> I I I don't know how to take that does that mean my other ones have sucked nope or <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Actually, and, and this
1: is, if you're going to take anything away from anything I say, like fact check me, fine. I don't care. Send me an email. But like, <laughs> maybe I'm just in the mood for this beer right now. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, subjectivity. I think uh, we we talk about this from time to time, but yeah, I mean subjectivity is
0: huge. It's no, and with beer, it's everything's very subjective. So maybe you know, there's there's things that you can objectively look at a beer and be like, this is a good beer. Mm -hmm. But then you add that, uh, like that how you're feeling in the moment. Yeah, and you can have a beer that might be a little sub substandard, but you have it in that when you're feeling it, and it's the best beer in the world. Exactly. Yep, subjectivity. But yeah, no, this is tasting pretty good right now. Alright. Well, I'll take it. I'll take it. And I'm gonna say this hit style. I don't I don't <laughs> mm-hmm. think I missed anything on here. I would say not. Um yeah, if anything, man, what would I I I'm trying to think of what I would change. If you had to change anything about this beer, what would you change? Well, <clears throat> just water quality and then um Do some do some play with it play with the water, which is something that we're going to talk about when we get hit water. Yeah. Uh I
1: you know, honestly, I you, I don't think anything is incorrect about this. I think what I would kind of, if you're following along or if, you know, whatever, I suppose we can kind of talk about it. But in the comments here, I like there's a nice robust compared to others comment section where it uh, burning malt or wort sugars via kettle carm- caramelization is not traditional, uh, nor is blatant butterscotch. Now, it's easy to mistake butter diacetyl for butter scotch yep. but this is is a very carefully picked out malt discussion so I don't I'm not even gonna say butter scotch but I like that you know they say smokes inappropriate for this style um, let's see here pete uh, in the water source uh, yeah you're, you're looking at entering this as a smoke beer if you're gonna add any kind of
0: yeah well, and that I don't kid. know if a beer, like, and I don't know, I have a love-hate relationship with smoked smoke beers. Some of yeah. them I love, some of them I hate. But any time you start to get, like, down in, like when we were doing the Piwo Gorzitski, that mm-hmm. that one, uh, like, it was so low, I didn't think that, like, the there wasn't enough body there to handle it. And it mm-hmm. turned out that if you pair it with sourness, you can. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, in, but in that in that particular beer, it's and historical style and yep. the way that the malt was dried it was smoked yeah well, it the, the way they had to do it it just came naturally and so it wasn't like oh let's try to you know let's try to make this well and that
0: that's that's kind of where all of the myths of smoked right malt and that's why from. they keep pounding in your head no peat on this yep uh but yeah no this one like i don't like, any smoke in here, I feel like it would just overpower the entire beer. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's like, de- the suck- flavors are delicate enough where it's just, like... Yeah, this
1: beer is light,
0: light-bodied. Let's yes. just leave it at that. Uh, and it's that 3.5% range. You can't... There's just not a whole lot to work with.
1: Interesting. So, yeah, down at the way bottom, though, there are <clears throat> in ingredients. They're talking about, um, like, Scottish pale. They're talking about using grits or flaked corn.
0: Yeah, I... I didn't understand the flake corn thing because really corn either. is a new world product. And I feel like brewers using that would be very cost prohibitive historically. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to probably,
1: if you are going to try to do the some grits or flaked corn, you're, and so if that, that's a, a body or a head thing, and you might as well just sub
0: chip malt. Yeah. I don't know, yeah, and I think we threw in I'm trying to remember I have to go back and re- listen to the episode about why we threw wheat in. I think it may have been oh, you know what it was it was mentioned in the characteristic ingredients and we're like, you know, wheat sounds fun, let's put that in there,
1: yeah, I mean, I see it working, I mean not not if you're going hundred percent traditional, but yeah, yeah, I can i see why he would was it a wheat malt or flaked wheat uh, it was a wheat malt,
0: okay. Yep.
1: Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. So you were trying to get some a little bit of sh- a little sugar. On yeah, it, a little yeah. Efficiency out of it. Too.
0: Well, yeah. Well, and when you're when you're you, going with a beer like our our starting gravity was like 1037. Mm-hmm. So you don't have much to work with. Mm-hmm. So anything you're adding in there needs to have some sort of some, yeah. needs to be adding something.
1: Otherwise you're overdoing it. Mm-hmm.
0: That makes sense. All right. Yeah, and I, I don't know I like Golden Promise as a base malt, and if you're doing a Scottish beer, you should use Golden Promise. That's just my
1: yeah my I thought. Go with that. The The Simpsons what it was the UK. Uh,
0: yeah, it was the UK. Uh, so that's like, just like a British Pale. Or no, uh, so the Simpsons it was medium, so it's their oh, yeah, it's yeah, their yeah. crystal. Like, yeah, my bad. Yeah, so their crystal medium mid level. Yeah, because they don't they don't do it by Lava Bond. They just do you have light medium, and dark, and extra dark. And so it's, it's you're like, because we do, like, we do, like, Caramel 10, 20, like, all the way up, trying to get very nitty-gritty. I really like Caramel 10. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? Yeah, we use, it's like,
1: we have to think of a reason to order one bag of malt (laughs) from a a malt company, and so I'm like, ah, fuck, what else can we order from this company? Because... Like Brees, we don't we order their Synergy Pilsner malt, their midnight wheat once in a while, but that ten that caramel ten they make is just I don't know. I just it's really interesting and I really like it. What do you use it in? Just Space, everything. Space Force. Space Force. Specifically. Yeah, the double dry hop, double IPA, it's eight and a half percent, and it's literally two malt. Uh there's a bunch of hops that are it's not really a secret. Uh, there's galaxy mandarina bavaria and then the bio hop i'll keep under my hat but um
0: yeah all right well should we talk about some hops damn yeah all right so uh while we're talking about hops i picked up a an ipa because i feel like while we're talking about hops we should have some hops uh i picked up martian sunrise from carbon 4 mostly because i liked the label and i saw it and it looked neat uh, there you go Oh, uh, you over rotated. Rotate like a quarter turn. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> there we go. Beautiful
1: Martian sunrise.
0: Yeah, because I like Mars. I like red IPAs. I like Carbon Four. I don't know how old it is because I just saw it in the cooler on the shelf, and like, we'll find out. I was like, I was on my way out with the beer for tonight, and I was like, oh, I'll grab that one too. <laughs>
1: nice. Where uh, where'd you?
0: Divine. Ah, got it. Yeah, Divine and I, we have some. uh some torrid history with uh Uh-oh. finding IPAs. Oh, got it. Ooh. How does she smell? Ooh, not uh sea <sighs> hmm. hops. Uh, it doesn't smell super old. No. That is good. I like it when it does not smell old. Yeah. Fresh is decent. Oh, uh, yeah. So Carbon Four is in Madison, where your beer is now. Whoa. Yeah, whoa. We like traded. Yeah,
1: we we <laughs> we came home with a bunch of a bunch of Carbon Four when uh, last time
0: last week when we went to Madison. Big time fan. All right. Uh oh, located in Madison, Wisconsin, Carbon Four Brewing specializes in English style malt bombs and perfectly balanced hop grenades. I don't know if I've had anything of theirs as malt forward. I always get like fantasy factory and stuff yeah this like red that. IPA. I'm, I mean I think when
1: I think about about a red IPA I think that it's going to be maybe a pretty robust multi.
0: Mm. Yep, yeah, a little mount forward with uh well, and the hops need to complement it. They it's same thing with black IPAs. Black IPAs they they're very hard to get right.
1: This it says it's a mosaic single hop.
0: But I I get Okay, now that you said mosaic, now I can smell mosaic. Grass look, quality in yeah. that, or not like grass, but like um... it's a little
1: resiny. It's a little. It is definitely resiny, and I hate saying the onion garlic thing, but more just like that faint in the vegetal. I'm not getting that, but that not garlic necessarily, but more onion. For me, Um, me anyway.
0: Okay. So let's talk. uh, So this week, uh, so we've talked about just kind of an overview of hops. We talked about what we're trying to get from hops. So this week, I thought it would be helpful to actually kind of break apart the diff or like the hop flower itself um, and talk about the different things that you can get from the hop and just kind of do a broad overview because I feel like that'll be helpful, especially when we start getting into. Like some deeper dives into isomerization and hop oils and stuff like that. Just having a nice little background of where these things came from might be nice. Indeed, yeah. <clears throat> um, let's see, where are
1: we gonna start here? So you kind of got uh, the different parts of the the hop flower. Um, <laughs> our outline, Casey's outline. <laughs> So well, there's there yeah there's there's pretty obvious parts to it and there's a, a string and, and it's listed as the center zigzaggy thing that
0: is what it is though but
1: yeah it's basically <laughs> it's just the thing that it's the,
0: it's the stem that
1: in the middle <laughs> it's the stem that everything else hangs on to or clusters onto so I and mean, it's zigzaggy I don't it, it is zigzaggy <laughs> oh man uh, so then your your bracteole.
0: Uh well so I, I kind of have that to order there because this the bract attaches to the strig right uh, so the bract is like the big outer leaves of the cone like the big leafy green ones all right um, so when
1: yeah when you're rubbing the hops what falls off would be probably the bract leaves will kind of shed and then the um, and
0: then like when you here. go actually here I have it bookmarked if this helps you yeah. There you go. See here.
1: Oh, yeah, it does. yeah, so in
0: the hop book, they have a really nice uh, diagram of the hop, and like kind of like a cross section.
1: Yeah, so I guess when you rub the, if you're rubbing hops or if you're finding, like, uh, whole cone hops, which I mean, are we kind of getting ahead of ourselves here?
0: No, no. Uh, yeah, we're so we're, right now we're we're literally talking about the whole cone or. The like the hop flower itself, what we're what we're either going to take and pelletize or uh, use to just dump in the beer. Right.
1: Yeah. So what bract bract is, yeah, the outer part. So that would fall off if you're rubbing and then you're I guess
0: Bractioles. Bractiole
1: is kind of more like the little area that the lupulin glands kind of sit in like yeah. the resins and oils are kind of chilling out in there and that's what the yellow powder is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like the black roll or the, the deals are like the little tiny, like inner petal. Yeah. Like, like a little pod. Uh, yeah. The little, little like pod bit. Yeah. That has <laughs> that, that hold the lupulin glands or that the glands attached to. And the lupulin glands have all the deliciousness that we're looking for. Uh, they're kind of found at the base of the bracteal, Uh, and they're super easy to like identify they're yellow, they're sticky. They smell like hops. Uh, that's like, kind of
1: an, we'll get, I guess if we've talked about it, or maybe we have, we haven't, but, uh, this is when you are storing these like whole cone hops, the, uh, the glands are water are popping out of the, the, um, bracteole that are containing all these resins sometimes. And it goes to the bottom of the bale. And so that's why when, I think we talked we talked about T forty. We talked about pellets last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yep. Pellets and last time.
0: So that, that's your, your pros and cons there. Yes, one of the cons yeah. And is- so like in in like in there you have the the resins, the hard and soft resins, the hop oils, the polyphenols, like all all the things that you really want out of the hop are really just in the lupulin gland for the most part. Uh, and so, like the makeup of a cone, like that was in the book, and I thought it was kind of interesting. So, like a dried hop cone still has like eight to ten percent moisture, so you still have that, and then forty percent of that is just plant matter, cellulose. Right, <clears throat> and uh, the the uh,
1: let's see, cu- like I guess cu- curing, or they do like kilning or drying of hops. That is a yep specific. Tampa a specific technique and all. they don't that. just
0: uh, well i thought do they just do they not just like air dry hops or do they actually kill them there is a kilning technique and okay. apparently
1: that is more important than pelletization but again really? i will be hopefully crossing my fingers taking my first trip to a hop farm yeah.
0: and uh, i am talking with gordon about getting a hop farmer on the show too awesome so i think that would be especially while we're talking about hops that would be perfect to I think so too. But yeah, I mean for as a whole, I guess it I mean maybe
1: uh let's see what have we talked about. Let's see what we talked about the lupulin glands a little bit. Um yep. hard resin soft resin. Yeah,
0: so I figured we'd go over kind of just the makeup of the cone and then we can dive into like the actual important bits that we're getting and what they're for. Right? I'd say for there's for such a simple I
1: guess simple structure, there's uh there's quite a lot of like chemical and essential oils and things. And I guess there's three, the three main things I can think of out of this are alpha beta, alpha acid, beta acid. And then your, um, all, all of these essential oils and these essential oils do all kinds of different stuff. So more on that
0: later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically most of, most of your hop cone is going to be like that, that plant matter, which includes also like the protein, the ash and the pectins. Um, and then like two and a half percent will be like lipids and waxes. then you'll have zero to twenty percent beta acids, two to five percent polyphenols, two to twenty two percent alpha acids, and then like 0.5 to four percent essential oils the 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 minimal amount of essential oils was kind of stunning to me. like how little of a whole cone is actually like and then it makes sense why, You don't see how or you don't get like that big, big, big hop flavor from like using an ounce of like so like an ounce of pellets is so much more like in your face than an ounce of like whole cone. Right.
1: And there's there's a there's something to be said about solubility of your, you know, the work solution of how much of this can you pack in there? Well, I don't know what are you go, what are you going for? You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, if you look at the list I'm holding in my hand, it's it's you know, you got eudismal, you know, farnesene, ger- geraniol, humuline, isobutyl, isobutyrate, lim- limonine, linalool, myrcene, nerol, terpeneol. I mean, there's it's just the lists just kind of go on, and they all have their own floral, sweet, rose, spicy, orange woody blah blah characters yeah and
0: so they all and those are all the essential oils right mm-hmm, yeah yeah that they they all do something different Which is where you get the for being such a, a small percentage
1: it's a very uh large impact
0: yep and i guess uh looking at these percentages really helped me uh like kind of just clarify that difference between pellets and whole cone yeah because pellets everything's already been ground up and so it has more surface area so like think of like if you just dropped a cone in some water to for the water to get at and dissolve and get at some of those things in the lupulin glands first they have to make it through you know the 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 bract or the bract and the bracteal and then they most of the surface area is going to be those and there's not a whole lot of surface area on those glands but if everything's just kind of ground up, then those glands are ground up in there, too. So there's a lot more surface area, so you get a lot more utilization out of it. Right. Um, but, yeah, so why don't we talk... Unless there's something else you want to no. talk about on here? Okay. Why don't we talk about the different, like... What what we're trying to get out of the glands. Just, like, the little bits and bobs there. So uh, why, don't we, why don't we start with... Uh, like the resins, specifically the soft resin, which includes the alpha and the beta acids.
1: Yeah, that's the big the big part. Um, hard resins, I'm, I'm not, I guess, as familiar with, but uh, your soft resins, they do include alpha and beta acids. They contribute to the bitterness, and alpha acids are probably, if you're at a basic level, that's probably
0: all that really ends up mattering.
1: Yeah. You can feed that into the...
0: Yeah, your- and any, any hot packet that you buy mm-hmm. will have the alpha acids... Yeah, it's pretty list few and far there. between that they'll have the betas, but... Yeah, it's getting more and more. Uh-huh. Uh will they'll list the betas depending on where you're buying from or what hop you're buying mostly. Right, I mean, that's more... If they
1: measure it. Beta, you know, if you're making an IPA, it, it makes that a more important number. Um for yeah. As far as alpha acids go, that's more just, okay, we know we can feed that into the Ragar formula or the Tinseth formula, and we can kind of estimate... You know what, what our, our IBUs are going to be? IBU is going to be, which people uh, relate to more than any any other way. To yeah, say
0: no, it. it's 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 kind of interesting. Like even when I started drinking beer uh, ten years ago, there was no IBU wasn't like a thing that you commonly saw places. Mm-hmm. But like with the with the introduction of the craft beer movement and stuff like that, especially around here, everybody knows what an IBU is. Yeah. Everybody's like, well, they might not know what it stands for, but they know that it equals bitterness. The higher the number, the more bitter the beer. These uh, hazier style IPAs, you're going
1: to get a really low number on uh, or more heavily dry hopped IPA. You're going to get a, a, an inaccurate uh, number. Yep. Um, you know, well, it's yeah. Well, like, yeah. Oh, How can this hazy IPA be 21
0: IBU? Well, because all of the hops came after the boil. Yeah, yeah, and they so they didn't. I summarize, and so what I what I found interesting reading today, uh, and I guess this week, uh, so IPA or alpha acids are usually treated as like a single commodity, and for the most part, you can you could be like, okay, these are all alpha acids, they're the same thing. Just your layman doesn't care. It's usually like uh, like humulone, cohumulone, adhumulone. Uh, And I think there's a few others, too. I just wrote down the big three. Uh, But though like so those are the alpha acids. And basically the big difference between those and beta acids is they can be isomerized uh, by heat in a solution. And alpha acids themselves don't have any bitterness. Right. Yeah. Beta acids are they'll contribute some bitterness.
1: Um, The bitterness from beta is a lot harsher. So if you are looking for an IPA that um, is, doesn't have that like real cutting bitterness, then you want to kind of pay attention to the to your betas. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, the beta acids do not isomerize like yep. alpha acids. And um, so isomerization is basically when you heat them up in a solution, uh, they they the they fundamentally change. I guess the way I understand it is that is you're just
1: maybe this is over overly simplified, but you're, you're you're pull it, it's like loudering, It's like pulling liquid from solid. It's like pulling oil from yeah vegetable.
0: I, I think or yeah
1: ve- vegetable. I don't know whatever. Yeah,
0: it's it, it. Yeah, no. That's I mean that's that's a good simpli- simplification because uh, yeah, you're fundamentally changing the compound, so it's now bitter and it's no longer like uh, humulone. It's isohumulone. Like
1: it's yep. your beta acids are what are contributed when you dry hop, and then the um. The beta acids are—they've been—they're the ones that show the amptis that show the antiseptic quality, um, and it aids in shelf life uh, and it helps. F-
0: I didn't realize betas were the antiseptic ones.
1: Yeah, and then it's, that's the other thing that it on it, and, and this is another like I'm saying this because I've read this, but um, it's it helps with shelf life. It helps with the yeast ability to grow, the colony. Um, some okay. research has been done. To see what else beta acid in from hops could help to preserve, but it's you know, a lot, there's a lot. There's another. What do the beta acids do to the fermentation? Like what? How do they interact with the yeast? Well, we know one way, but there's still a lot of things
0: about hops and yeast that we're just sort of like, oh. And, and that's and that's kind it's of kind of cool. Really interesting. This yep. is a process that we've been doing since the dawn of time, and we still have no idea what some of these things are doing. Right. Uh, which, yeah. And it, yeah. At some point, you're kind of like, well, do we really care? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> beer tastes good, t- tastes real good. <laughs> Pass one, but another one. yeah, no, but I, I love that the beer nerd community has some of these like scientists that are just like, well, I know that it tastes good, but I don't want to know why deeper why it <laughs> tastes good. <laughs> like, I just want to keep going down the rabbit hole. Uh, yeah. So, I read that alpha acids, uh, like, provide the bitterness uh, and add some stabilization and inhibit bacterial growth. I didn't realize that beta was contributing to that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I did read that the the more oxidized um, a hop becomes, the, like, so beta acids become bitter when they're oxidized. So the older the hop, usually, the more bitter... Like that sharp beta bitterness that you're gonna get, right?
1: And then there's another reason why NA beers are so tough because it literally you could put an extremely small amount of hops into the into the beer, but then if you then take it later and boil the alcohol off, you're like hyper concentrating that the alpha acid, the beta acid, and it's
0: making it way way more bitter. So it's really hard to make. I wonder if. Huh. I have I have a theory, and I'm sure it's been tried already. But so, what if you just made your wort, fermented your wort with like yeast nutrient, then boiled off your alcohol, but added your hops in while you were doing the alcohol boil? I don't know. You Google it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> just. I I mean, yeah. But like, do you have any thoughts on how that would work? Wow! Uh, I just I again this like this not. is this is a thing that just popped in my head now. So just kind of spitballing, yeah, brewer or you know beer conversation as you do because I feel like your isomerization should work similarly because I don't think it's sugar based, right? So having no sugars in there shouldn't be an issue.
1: Well, think think about your boil time. I yeah,
0: that's true. I don't I don't know what the boil time That'd is be a, on. It'd be a question mark because your sixty minute
1: mark I mean, you know, you, you do have beers that are like, Oh yeah, the hundred and twenty minute IPA or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, no, you know, well, you, you get to think about alpha acids versus the and if 60 you're doing, minute. And if you're boil. doing
0: a hop shot, your mm-hmm. isomerization will happen a lot quicker. Right. And you're not looking for a whole lot of flavor out of that anyway. Right. Yeah, I mean Honestly, that's that's a really good question for another episode. It no, it
1: is. is there an NA beer in the style guideline? <laughs> there
0: isn't. <laughs> oh, send I me. I wouldn't want to do that anyway, man. Send an email. <laughs> I went all, I went all, I went through the, all this work to make alcohol, and I'm gonna get rid of it. <laughs> right, <laughs> man. I yeah. had to dump a beer today, and that was bad enough. Well, like that's uh, got to happen, but it yep. sucks. But,
1: yeah, I don't know where were we, Alpha Acids. Yeah, I think we were kind of left off on the antiseptic nature of, and, yeah, Alpha, definitely antiseptic nature. Um, Before the usage of hops, high alcohol. (laughs) I just break the chair?
0: No, the chair's been broken, and then I had Carlos fix it once. (laughs) And then I think it broke again. Yeah, it just broke. Yeah, just swap chairs. We'll make Pete sit in that one.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, but before the hops, you know, and that's why the hops, why Hoppy Beer Sort of came to be,
0: if you believe that story, and um, you mean the story that's been proven false multiple times, and rich, and proven false so bad that Mitch Steele wrote a book about it. Yeah, <laughs> correct. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you haven't read, is a really good. Uh, it's, it's a fine book. It, I really enjoy it. Um, Anyway, before hops,
1: high alcohol content was a way to make uh, the beer last a long time. But the hops are what does that now. Uh, we're talking about uh, gram-positive bacteria is a type of bacteria you do, that you don't
0: want in beer, but the unwanted growth of is, is uh, staved off by alpha acid. So uh, here's, here's a question that I did not look up and maybe you can answer. Uh, do Are hop oils, uh, is it just time that degrades them or is it the alcohol content as well? Oh, uh, depends on what it is, honestly, because, uh, uh,
1: definitely alpha acid, um, is, is the one that, uh, if, if the so after we isomerize we it's
0: iso alpha
1: well yeah so correct. yeah once
0: once you have the iso there it's pretty stable isn't it that's yeah, not going but, anywhere yeah uh, but when it reacts with light and oh, then it skunks. riboflavin or b2
1: or vitamin b2 which comes from the malt of course uh, beer that's how it skunks so um, and that's why a lot of beers are brown glass or like why we like do cans and it it helps with like the you know, it's like a certain wavelength of light, and it's usually just blue light wavelength that is really bad. Bad.
0: So, uh, so blue bottles would be the best because <laughs> they will block all blue light, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm just saying, <laughs> if the blue wavelength is the worst, then we need blue bottles.
1: Oh man, so what did we talk about? We talked about,
0: um, well, no, so I, I like I was, I was, uh, that brought. Hard resin, soft resin. Where are we at? Uh, we're, we're kind of just spitballing now, uh, because I, I like so hop oils are like the first thing to drop off. Yeah. And so I wasn't sure if the higher the ABV, the more that's going to drop off. Like if alcohol does something to degrade those, or if it really is just time. Like something has to be degrading it.
1: I am certain there is a technical paper that.
0: Yeah, that I could look up and read. Uh, that you yeah, I could look up. I was um, just wondering if you had read said
1: paper. Oh, uh, maybe I probably just need a a refresher but i mean as far as uh like your hop oil hop oils go the essential
0: oils are like and they're just not stable compounds either right just be time that's breaking them down hugely hugely key component um because if you're i mean it it
1: extracting the oils doesn't it takes no time at all it's just part of the boil but again this we're we kind of refer to our our bible for this series is uh, for the love of hops um but yeah you've got just any number of uh oils here and and i when i was listing them i think mercine is and and linalool are a couple of like the really popular ones but um extracting the oil like i said it takes like no next to no time um but they are there is a reason why they're called volatiles um most of the initial oil from bittering hops it evaporates during the boil which is why we use uh like a nice clean magnum or uh like a um, Columbus is what we use at the brewery because we know that there's not a lot of like extra cool shit. We're just like, well, let's just fucking use the bitterness from the alpha, you know? Um, uh, but the strengths, the strength, blah, to make these oils stronger, we need to get to the end of the boil, uh, as in like the last minutes, like five or less. Um, these essential oils, um, uh, they produce most of the hop flavor, Uh, period, uh, aroma, so grassy, piney, earthy, citrus, uh, uh, spicy, blah, blah, whatever. Uh, These are all fragrances that um, the essential oils lend, you know, to the beer. But uh, just like bittering hops, um, a lot of the hops that are grown that produce a large amount of oil. So like the bittering hops with alpha acid, many varieties of hops are grown that produce a large amount of oil, but not a lot of alpha. Does that make sense? Yes. So the ones that we like. Your juicy hops. It, yeah. No alpha. Right. And to that end, um, we call them finishing hops because uh, they're right at the end of the brewing process. Um, so it, it, it can be said that the high essential oil hops are Going to be the more expensive ones, I guess, is kind
0: of where I'm going with that. And that seems to be true. Well, I guess it depends on what essential oils you're looking for. True. Main
1: uh, one, so most of the flavor and aroma, uh, like humulene, is the big one Um, late in the boil. um, And then this degrades really rapidly. So you're, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but you're essential oils are really going to be the first that degrade. That's why we yeah. refer to them as volatiles. But hum- humulene uh, is a big one. Um, this is probably the most notable in like your noble hops. So this is more um, you know um, high levels of humulene lo- equals low bitterness or a low alpha acid, but these are also good hops for the last part of the boil to just give it a little quality. Uh, Myrcene is another big one. Uh, American hop varieties have much higher amounts of that. Uh, m- has a little to do with terroir. Um, mercine creates the citrus and pine. So your Simcoe, your Citra, etc. Um, American craft beers are always super heavy, in mercine is an essential. Yeah, we, uh,
0: well, uh, it's because we love that. It's yeah, pretty yeah. great. I'm not gonna lie, it's one of my favorites. Uh, all right, we're 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 hitting about an hour here, so we oh, should man. probably you uh, and I. <laughs> right, you know, it's it's one of those things we could talk all day long. It's True, uh, but the problem is we have to record two more shows after this. It's true. So we're gonna be talking think, literally all night long. We
1: covered everything. My list looks pretty complete. Except our, for our we list? did not talk about polyphenols.
0: We did not. Uh, so let's let's hit that. Let's let's just do a quick blurb on polyphenols. Sure. I tried to look up how much hot polyphenols contribute versus malt polyphenols. Cause you get them from both. And every paper I looked up only talked about malt polyphenols. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. well, so Or are the d- way that those polyphenols interact with the yeast, because yeah. when, when we talk about um,
0: so like, so polyphenols yeah, are, are a compound that are tasteless and odorless, uh, but can contribute, contribute to haziness and astringency but i don't think they're there in high enough quantities in hops to really make a difference versus what you're getting from your malt. I don't think so either and then
1: yeah when i was looking this up yeah there's not there's not much to i guess f-
0: phenols poly meaning many but phenols like phenols is usually like an aroma right, right? but these are odorless like
1: <laughs> yeah like uh isoamyl acetate um that's uh what like your esters are a banana and mm-hmm. wouldn't wouldn't islamet wouldn't that be like a phenol
0: yep yeah so yeah so you have so you have your you, you have like the phenolics that you get from uh-huh. yeast and stuff you don't usually don't uh, contribute phenolics to hops um yeah i guess the only thing i can say about
1: con- contributing the, the haziness is that yeah there is like that bio That crazy in a hop, we talk about that definitely. Do you
0: think that's pulling the phenols then, and that's what's causing the haze? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we need to do an entire episode on, uh, well, we need to do an entire episode on (laughs) biotransformation. That's very true. Uh, But, so next week, I think we should talk about hop classification. Okay. Because you you hit on a very important thing earlier, noble hops versus sea hops versus... Uh, you know, English hop, like what, what, what do we use to create these or like new world hops or like, what are these like loose classifications that you hear every day and what hops fall into them? Depends
1: on what you're trying to do.
0: (laughs) Yep. Oh yeah. So uh, next week we'll talk about that. I think that'll be fun because there's a few, I feel like there's a few like contentious hops out there. Like, should it be considered a noble hop or not? Like, so maybe we can have some fun, lively debate. (laughs) <laughs> Probably not, but <laughs> nah, usually agree. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, but yeah, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in this week, and I hope you're enjoying the hop series so far because we're having fun doing it. Um, it's definitely different than the A style challenge. I like that I don't have to brew every week. Uh, maybe next week we'll next week or the week after we'll start talking about uh, what kind of homebrew experimentation we can do, and so oh. we can get some brewing in. And oh boy, talk in, about those. in
1: preparation for that, get yourself a copy of uh, Radical Brewing. That's a fantastic book.
0: All right, I will I will order that on Amazon when we're done here. All right, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in this week. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash studios, or you can follow us on Twitter at blinderscreeninja. If you'd like to support us, head over to patreon.com slash studios, Become a patron today, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace.